Sounds good. Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and as always we do on Tuesday, Andy's over on the Betsports Golf Channel talking about golf. Matt's being lazy somewhere, so we bring producer Dan on the other side of the camera. Dan, how's it going? Fantastic. We're not going to say Matt's lazy. Matt's Matt had a little mini vacay for Easter weekend where he did some traveling. He's traveling today. So he's not here, so I'm coming off the bench to fill in while Andy and Noonan are talking about the uh, the RBC Heritage, which has a better field than the Masters. So go figure. Well, it's a better field than the Masters, but it does. It is pretty good. It's, it's a better field because it doesn't have the olds. It's your it doesn't average have, golfer. It doesn't have like the amateurs other than Sam Bennett, uh, and it doesn't have like some like it's it's a better field. Like it's all the guys. I mean, except for Rory who backed out because because he's Rory and doesn't want to play, but like. Rom's there, Scheffler's there, Homa, Shoffley, Kant, like all those guys are there. So like it's going to be an interesting tournament. So head over there once we're done here and then we will uh, and then see what Andy and Noonan are betting. Uh, the DFS show tomorrow with Ron and, and those guys. And, you know, I mean, golf keeps going. Those guys are all exhausted, by the way. They've all been just talking about how like the they've all been like Jordan Spieth is playing his eighth tournament in 10 weeks. And he's just like, yeah, I'm kind of tired right now. <laughs> like, my buddy texted me. He's like, speed seems short this week. I was like, dude, I'm not betting this event. I'm not going to bet anyone who's not a long shot. No, uh, it's a really funky event. And I guess that sort of segues into my question. Uh, what the heck did you watch last night? What was going on? There was no basketball. Maybe there was hockey. I guess you're watching baseball. Um, I watched a little bit of the Braves game, but I missed the walk-off home run. So we tried to watch the Quinnipiac celebration. They did a uh, – my fiancé couldn't get off work in time for us to go down to Hamden to go to the arena for it. So we watched the live stream in which the audio didn't work for most of it. So we just kind of watched them talking without being able to hear what they were saying. Um, so we watched that. We watched some Law & Order SVU. Uh, watched an episode of Beef, which I know Andy was talking about yesterday. Uh, on Netflix, I watched uh, the second episode of that very good show. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit of baseball, but not a ton. I don't really watch sports at night. Usually just me and my fiance hang out and watch TV. Like I'll watch stuff on my tablet or whatever, but regular season sports don't do a ton for me. Like tonight, maybe I'll watch the Hawks and maybe watch the Hawks game, but I don't know. Like I'm not super optimistic. We'll talk. We'll talk about the NBA in a little bit. But like I'm not super optimistic the Hawks are going to win. Nor should I be. Like they're an underdog for a reason in that game. But like, so we'll see. Like I just tend to kind of watch sports during the day and on weekends. Yeah, we'll talk about the Hawks in just a little bit. We'll get to some NBA. But what are we starting with here? What, what do you got for us? Are we doing soccer. So first? we're going to do soccer first because it's the first thing up today. We have the Champions League. I think these games are probably at three or four o'clock. Hold on, let me check real quick. But we are into the quarterfinals, noobs of the Champions League. We have two games today, three o'clock. These both of these games are three o'clock. So two games today, two games tomorrow. First leg of all of these ties. So uh, I know how much you really enjoy the Champions League unders, and so let's just go ahead and hop right on into the first one. I know you like unders. I'm playing an under. I'm scared to death of this under, uh, but it's Manchester City. The big game. The big. The the two big. Uh, the two big matchups in this, this is round. A brave under. In in terms of. 
uh, in terms of like prestige and name name brand recognition, the two big uh, ties, as they would call them, are Man City and Bayern, which is today, and Real Madrid and Chelsea, which is tomorrow. Now, the Champions League, they do the quarterfinal and semifinal draw together. So we know who will play who in the next round. So Man City, Bayern, Chelsea, and Real Madrid are all on the same side of the bracket. So you kind of have like this one like star-studded big clubs. I mean, Inter is playing in the other one. Like they're a big club too, but like not in this country necessarily. So uh, yes, this is a brave under. I'm going to go with the under two and a half at plus 122 here. City unbeaten in its last 12 games. They've won eight in a row at home. Bayern just two and two in their last four games. But the biggest game they played was against Dortmund for control of the Bundesliga. They won easily four to two at home. They're a team that finds a way to win in big games. And the reason I'm playing the under here, Newt, is it all comes down to the managers in this game. Uh, Bayern made a managerial change a couple of weeks ago, and they brought in Thomas Tuchel, who is known for playing a defensive style of soccer. Let's just call it that. I hate Tuchel ball. It's boring, but it's effective. It wins. He was at Chelsea before he was at Bayern. Uh, in 2021, they played City in the semifinals of the FA Cup. Chelsea won one to nothing. They faced City again in the Champions League final that same year and won that game one to nothing. This game is at City. This is a home game for Manchester City. So Bayern's going to do everything they can to just try to hang on and not get blown off the field here so they have a chance to win at home and try to advance at home. So I think you're going to see Bayern play a very defensive style. And the one thing that City did not have in 2021 that they have now is Erling Holland, who is certainly kind of the, I like to call him the Norwegian Thanos. He is inevitable. (laughs) Bayern is the kind of team that steps up here. Man City is the kind of team that comes up small in these situations historically. So it is a brave under, but I do think you're going to see Bayern try to play defensively here and just try to keep this to a low-scoring, mucked-up kind of game. Maybe Tuchel hasn't had a ton of time to implement his system at Bayern, but I do think that they're going to try and and keep this one low-scoring. the other game today, Benfica, who is in Portugal, for those of you who are unaware of the Portuguese soccer league, uh, they are taking on Inter Milan or Inter Internacional, however you want to call it. We'll just call them Inter. I'm just going to play Benfica on the money line here. And this is mostly just a fade of Inter, who is in just a really rotten run of form. Uh, they have, haven't have won any of their last six matches, three draws, three losses. They've scored just two goals in their last five games, and one of those was a penalty kick. This is their worst run of form in five years. Uh, Benfica just lost their first competitive home fixture of the season. They they had been undefeated in their first 20 home matches this season, but they lost on Friday. Benfica's a really solid team, and I just think that Enter is in, a, in bad form on the road here. So I'm going to roll with Benfica. Um, to, to just get a win here and the under there honestly is not a bad idea either, but uh, I'm just going to roll with the under is juiced heavily to the, the, the under is juiced pretty heavily. So I'm just going to take Benfica there. So those are my two picks. We had a question that I wanted I like to that. Jason asked any documentaries or videos that explain European soccer to me. They are regular seasons, mid season tourneys end season tourneys guys play for multiple teams. Guys also play for their country. I don't know that there's one definitive documentary that's going to sum that up. Uh, in general, but there are some pretty entertaining documentary series out there. Welcome to Wrexham on FX, the Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhinney team, which, by the way, had a Hollywood ending in their game yesterday. 
Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, that's a really good documentary that kind of explains football outside of the top four leagues. Uh, uh, Sunderland Till I Die on Netflix is really good. Sunderland was a, a big, big club in England. They got relegated from the Premier League. And so Netflix is like, we're going to do a documentary on this team, this big club. They're going to go down to the championship and then they're going to get promoted right back to the Premier League. And they ended up getting relegated again. And so it's just kind of like th there's kind of that. Then there's a couple that I haven't watched. There's a couple of like hard knock style documentaries on Amazon. I can't remember what they're called off the top of my head. But there's one on Manchester City. I think there's one on on Tottenham. So it is it is confusing, Jason. But uh, just just watch some documentaries and see if you can get into it. The stories will ex will be better than the explanation, but it is kind of confusing. Um, but there's international competitions, league competitions, league cups. Basically, there's a lot of competitions that exist to try to get teams chances to win trophies because only one team can win and it's just based on points. So like, for example, Napoli is like 12 or more points ahead in Serie A. The Serie A race is over and it's early April. So like the other competitions exist to maybe give some other teams chances to win. So we'll see there. But um so that's what so there's that and if the 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 Wrexham thing I was talking about um the the club that Ryan Reynolds and and Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia uh they're trying to get promoted into the football league which is the top 4 leagues and obviously the higher up you go the more money you get whatever only the, the first place team in that league gets promoted. They were on 100 points. The team they were playing, Knotts County, was on 100 points. This is like if Manchester City and Liverpool awesome. were playing for the trophy. Uh, Wrexham scored late to go up 3-2, then conceded a penalty in the sixth minute of stoppage time that their goalkeeper saved. A guy who had retired this sprint this past fall and came out of retirement when Wrexham had an injury uh, a couple of weeks ago. So just kind of one of those, like, of course, this is a Hollywood uh, style ending for that. Jason says he needs to pick a team too. Honestly, I'd pick a Premier League team, Jason, because those are just going to be the teams that get the most coverage in the United States. Like, I, I love the Bundesliga, but like, it just doesn't get a ton of coverage. You can watch these if you have all the streaming services, but just pick a Premier League team. Pick someone good. So there's that. And we move on to the NBA. Yeah, Jason, get into it. Start with the league. Pick which league you like. Some people like Premier League. Some people like Bundesliga, La Liga. I think those are your three big choices. I guess Serie A you can find on the ESPN app. So look Serie A is on, it's on Paramount Plus now. The it's ESPN used to have their rights, and now it's there. Uh, Jason, also, Jason, where are you? You don't have to tell me like specifically like where, but like where do you live? Tell us in the comments um, just so that I can kind of point you in the direction of also maybe a local team to go support as well. Uh, but as he does that, noobs, we are playoff. It's playoff time. How, like, just in general, like, how excited are you that you don't have to try to figure out any uh, regular season bullshit anymore? <laughs> it's incredible. I'm so excited for all these teams to have a day off in between games. That gives us some time to not only process what happened in the first game, but gives guys a chance to rest. We really won't see anybody missing too much time. And, yeah, the plan starts tonight. Like you said, your Hawks, five-point underdogs against the Heat, the total of 228. This seems like a comfortable Heat win or a lot of points in a game in which, I mean, so your Hawks can win this game if Snyder is able to find a way to keep the pace up. Miami does not want to run. And if you guys can get this game being really quick, your depth will really overtake this. So I think you guys are a live underdog, but we'll see what the Heat can do. Historically, they've been great against the Hawks. Spolster seems to know what to do with Trey Young. So we'll see there. And then the Timberwolves again, Gobert's out, McDaniel's out, Nas Reed is out. Um, looks like Carlton T. Towns is questionable at this point. So we're at the eight and a half against the Lakers. 
that seems like too big of a number. If Carl Anthony Towns is in, I might find some way to back the Timberwolves, but it, it does feel like uh, the Heat and the Lakers sort of get through here and uh, for reasons other than the NBA wants them to win. That makes sense. Do you want my conspiracy theory now or do you want to do your bets? Because my conspiracy theory is kind of related to the play-in. Let's do your bets and then we'll circle All back right. to the playing games and uh, I'll give you my conspiracy theory because it's tangentially related to the Atlanta Hawks in some form or fashion, but not exclusively to the Atlanta Hawks. Um, but it also involves some drama in the NBA that's been going on. So we'll save that. But you have a bunch of picks. Uh, you have a future and then a couple of series prices. So let's just, uh, I'll bring them up and you just hop right in. A handful of things, and um, we'll start with this Nuggets to win the West bet at plus 350. I understand you having reservations about Jokic struggling in the playoffs. I would tell you to go back and look who he's actually playing with in a lot of the series. Um, you know, concerns about the health of Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, who have been good for the last month, but historically can struggle. You put all that together, and I don't understand why the Nuggets aren't at least tied with the Suns to be favorites for the West here. Um you go back and look, the Suns are pretty solid favorites at plus 180, plus 190, kind of in that range. Um, and I start to look at the situation here. I mean, the Suns, yes, they have a very easy, well, not very easy, which would be an easy first-round series against the Clippers. The Nuggets are going to have an easier first-round series. The Nuggets have home court all the way throughout the postseason. They're going to have home court in the series against Phoenix, a series in which they'll probably be short favorites against Phoenix, at the very least a toss-up, once you consider home court advantage. So put all this together, and I really struggle with understanding why I'm looking at Nuggets here, plus 350 to win the West. So I'm going to happily scoop that up. Again, there's a plus 385, something out there in that range. Go ahead, you know, grab whatever you want here, but really like the Nuggets here and think they should at least be closer to the Suns you know, maybe by 10, 20 cents off, not, you know, almost twice, basically, we can get the Suns out at some places. So Nuggets to win the West there. And then the Cavaliers-Knicks series here. Um, as I start to look at this, I think we're getting a little value on Cleveland based on how the Knicks did against them during the season. Uh, Knicks were very competitive, but only played a fully healthy Cleveland team once. The Cavaliers have really been building up to this. The last week got everybody nice and rested. Jared Allen should be healthy. They have home court advantage here. And without Julius Randle, I really struggle to see how the Knicks are going to be able to score against this team. Uh, Brunson has been great. Quickly has been great. Quentin Grimes seems to be taking his game up to another level, but uh, now stuff is going to start to get real. Uh, they got to play a Cleveland team at home twice who defensively have been incredible, and unless Randall can come back for game three or four, this feels kind of like a four-to-one you know, gentleman sweep, if you will, here for Cleveland. So I'm going to take the Cavs here, minus two and a half games, plus 210. That looked like the best value on the board for me again. Uh, you know, the Cavaliers getting out to minus 200 to win this series, which is kind of where I have it. So I'll pass on that. And then the series that I spent the most time thinking about and truly confuses me and is going to be a litmus test for a long time in terms of what did we see this year versus what did we expect to see this year? Uh, your Sacramento Kings expected to be around a 500 team. I think the regular season win total was in the high 30s, uh, maybe low 40s there. I forget what number it is, but blew away those expectations and were arguably the most consistent team in the Western Conference all season outside of the Nuggets. Um, three seed here, the best offense in the NBA pretty much all season once the shooting numbers quieted down uh, for Boston. And the Warriors have been a mess. They've been a mess for all season, starting with Draymond punching Jordan Poole in the face, um, which apparently everyone forgot about. Everyone seems to think that um, Rudy Gobert is the only NBA player who punched a teammate this year. But uh, so the Warriors start with that. 
horrible road record. I forget exactly what it was. Something like at eight and thirty-one, somewhere in that range. Um, or they play forty-one games anyway. Uh, you know, just a brutal record on the road here. They have to go into Sacramento twice. And this is a Warriors team that I've said a bunch of times historically has been a great defensive team when they win titles. Everyone remembers Clay and Curry making all those threes, which is great. But it really came down to stuff like Wiggins last year playing great defense, Andre Iguodala on some of those older teams, even Andrew Bogut in kind of that first iteration there. Um, they are just horrible defensively, and it's a team that's trying to get that together. Going into Sacramento to play this Kings team is a nightmare. Again, best offense in the NBA. They push the ball. They do just about everything well on that end of the floor and should be able to put up a ton of points here. So I like the Kings in this series. Plus 225 is nuts to me. I had this – I mean, I have the Warriors favored out of respect for them, out of the fact that they're a better team, out of respect for the market, but not anywhere near 225, um, You know, somewhere maybe in the minus 160, 70 range. So like the Kings here, plus 225. And then actually – Though, think there's some value here, and Dan turned me on to this bet. Kings to win game one, Warriors to win the series, plus 210. Uh, and this is kind of simply, I guess I'm sort of creating a Polish middle for myself. I need the Kings to win that first game here, kind of. But I like the Kings in this first game. I will be betting them somehow, probably a team total over. I've been sort of eyeing that. But as I start to look at this series, the Warriors price right now, you know, minus 290 or so. It's starting to really get pretty deep here. People are betting Golden State. If they lose this first game, I don't understand how that price gets to be lower than, say, minus 200, minus 210, somewhere in that range. So put that together with the Kings money line in game one. You're looking at something closer to plus 170, plus 175. So um, don't really like the Warriors to win this series, but too much value in here for me to pass up on this one. So we'll play that for a little bit. And then, again, like the Kings to get this done at home these first two games. I think we're looking at Kings 2-1 after three. Basically, we hold serve plus 200. Looks like a great number there for me. So, so nice, big, juicy playoff series price and a future so we you guys talked about my uh mike breen to say bang prop yesterday i played the kings at plus 200 so they're the abc game on saturday night the 830 abc game which is the mike breen game it's the first kings playoff game in almost 20 years it's their first game on abc since 2007 huh and it's a warriors game. and it's a warriors game so like I just have this like it's like the most expensive ticket for an NBA playoff game and win it for how many ever years whatever that place is going to be lit and the the Kings know that they have to win that game they have to win that game and the Warriors don't I think the Warriors are just will say hey we can win one of these two but I think the Kings need to get off to a good start just the atmosphere and all of that it's going to be one regardless of what happens it's going to be one of the best environments for an NBA game in a very 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 long time and I look very much forward to that. Uh, and I might actually, oh, no, I won't be able to see any of that. I'll be on the train coming back from New York probably um, on Saturday. So I probably won't get to see that game. I might try to watch it on the train. We'll see. So here's my conspiracy theory for you because I was thinking about this uh, from an Atlanta Hawks perspective, okay? I think that the Atlanta Hawks are going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to lose tonight. Like the Hawks have been the most mid-team in the NBA this year. The numbers have been going around 500, didn't get within One game, game within 500 since like 9 and 9 or something. Yeah, and like almost the same number of points scored as number allowed. Le- legitimately the most mid-team in the NBA. So they'll probably lose tonight, and they'll probably win on Friday because, well, I mean, they should be expected to do that. Um, but obviously for this team, if you look at the odds right now, they have a less than 1% chance to win the NBA Finals just based on the odds. And if they miss the playoffs and enter the lottery, they have a 1% chance of getting the number one overall pick. So it would behoove the Atlanta Hawks as a franchise to not make the playoffs and take their 1% chance and hope that you get Victor Wenbanyama. That said, 
they should obviously, and they're not going to tank and they shouldn't try to tank. And it got me thinking about the Dallas Mavericks. And I am convinced of this, Noops. What is the best way to punish the Dallas Mavericks for blatantly tanking when they were very well within the chances of making the playoffs? What's the best way to punish them for that? Uh, Give their pick to the Knicks. Take that pick away. And this, and there's a way that they can take the pick away from them without legitimately punishing them and stripping them of that pick. They tanked that game so that they against the Bulls so that they could finish with the 10th worst record in the NBA. That pick is only top 10 protected. So if one team behind them, it, one of basically if one of the teams that doesn't make it into the playoffs from the play and jumps them into the top four, then the Mavericks are going to lose their pick. So I am going to go on record now and guarantee you that one of the teams that's in the play-in but does not make the playoffs is going to end up with a top four pick and move the Dallas Mavericks to 11th. So that way the Dallas Mavericks pick goes to the New York Knicks. So as a way for the NBA to punish them. I know there's a journalist watches it to make sure that the the lottery is on the up and up. I don't believe it. I believe that they, they, they made the frozen envelope for Patrick Ewing in 84, whatever year that was. And I am willing to guarantee you today as we sit here, somebody is going to jump the Dallas Mavericks uh, into the top four and move the Maverick from 10th to 11th so that the New York Knicks get their pick and the NBA doesn't have to strip them of their pick for tanking. I love this. I'm all in on this. I'm now just trying to figure out what team it is. I don't know if it's the Bulls. They want women young in Chicago maybe, or um, the Timberwolves would be real funny. Top four pick going right to Utah. That'd be amazing. So I love this. I'm all in. As soon as we get an opportunity to bet one of these teams to jump into the top four. We're doing it. It's got there will be lottery odds at some point. I think I'm probably probably like a month or two away from that. I forget, but it's May 8th. I wanted to say was, but maybe I'm no, no, that's hockey. Hockey is May 8th. I don't know when the NBA, the NBA is usually during the 16th, 16th. That's usually conference finals times, right? Around conference finals. I don't know. We'll see about that. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. Let us know. Um, Savage MRIS with up with Wiggins. He's back with the team apparently this week Um, has been with them. I think today, if not yesterday. So I'm imagining he's probably play. He might play game one, probably plays game two, definitely plays game three is kind of how I'm looking at that. So, you know, if Wiggins is in, they still have that problem of trying to reintegrate him for that first game, which is why I like Sacramento there so much. If he's out, great. This is Sacramento versus one of the worst road defenses we've seen all year. So go Kings. Yeah. I can't imagine he's going to be super up to speed on. I mean, I know he was there before, but he hasn't played in forever. So if he plays early in the series, it's going to be super limited, right? Yeah. So. I would think they t- they try to you know warm him up a little bit. And again, I think we see him probably uh, – Probably game two, but definitely game three. You know, maybe again, they just give them the two games on the road off, practice them hard that week and then let them play when they get back home. And and Jason, if you're still watching, Jason Coogan, you said you're in Chicago. Um, I was going to say one of the ways to get into soccer is to support your local team. And there's an MLS team in Chicago, the Chicago Fire. But they're even though they're in playoff position right now, super early, they're kind of crappy and they play at Soldier Field. So I don't know that I would go support the Chicago Fire. But nevertheless, speaking of Chicago, it's kind of part of my Dinger Tuesday bet. So do you want to talk some baseball? Dinger Tuesdays, dinger our Tuesday. friends at FanDuel doing yeah. what? What's it's a dinger refund, right? It's a dinger. It's well, not necessarily. It's not a ref. It's not a refund because you get the bet. So okay, here's. I'll start with Dinger Tuesday. So basically, the promotion is you place a twenty five dollar bet on any player to hit a home run, and you get a five dollar bonus bet up to twenty five dollars for every home run hit in that game, and that's regardless of whether or not Ooh. your bet wins. So if Oh yeah, the Chicago Red Stars. The 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 NWSL team in Chicago is pretty decent. Um so anyway, so 
I, I'm under the assumption that if even if your bet wins, even if your guy hits a home run, you still get the bonus bets. So my strategy for Dinger Tuesday, this is something I started yeah. betting last week. My strategy is this, okay? It's look for games with high totals, favorable park factors, batters who hit early in the lineup so that they'll get more at bats, and opposing pitchers who might not be very good. So the total the last time I checked in the Cubs-Mariners game is, and uh, Jason Kukin says you can do it twice a day, $50 total. So there you go. Yep. Um, I'll talk about the other game that I looked at. I just didn't like any of the bets for. Um, so the total the last time I looked in the Cubs game was 10. The weather's going to be around 70 degrees with the wind blowing out at Wrigley. So not a bad night at all in Chicago. Beautiful night. Uh, it's Perfect. The the eighth career start for Hayden Wasneski for the Cubs gave it. up two home runs in his first start of the year at the band box in Cincinnati. So I'm going to play Ty France at plus 520. He usually hits second or third in the Mariners lineup. He's not a big power hitter. He hit just 20 home runs last year, but he does lead their regular starters right now in slugging percentage. And he has six doubles this year. So hopefully he can elevate the ball and get some friendly wind and hit one out for us there. The other game that you would probably expect there to be, uh, expect there to be a lot of home runs in as at Coors Field tonight between the Cardinals and the Rockies. But the problem is the Rockies kind of stink uh, a lot and the Cardinals are pretty good. So like you could bet, just bet Goldschmidt at plus 290 if you wanted to. That's fine. I don't hate that, but I just, you know, I wanted to take a bigger swing on it. So I took Ty France. And so I have a couple of other plays that are just game-based. The Braves, the Braves are playing today. I had to bet the Braves. I'm going to go with Ronald Acuna over half a stolen base at plus 245. So basically this is Ronald Acuna to steal one base or more today at plus 245. Uh, I wanted to find a way to bet this game. Uh, the Braves don't have a lot of experience batting, uh, hitting against Luis Sessa and Kyle Wright, who did lead the majors in uh, wins last year, making his first start of the year for the Braves, which is always dicey. Although he did get a cortisone shot in, in his uh, elbow or shoulder this spring and said his arm feels better than it's ever felt. So maybe there's optimism there, but Ronda Cunha has been getting on base a ton. He's been walking, he's been getting singles. And if he gets the chance, he's going to take off. He's going to steal. He wants to be a 40, 40 guy. And obviously with the, you know, the rules about disengaging from the rubber just makes the conditions to steal bases uh, pretty favorable. So I, I played that at plus two forty five. And then my other one, I just kind of had to, uh, I kind of had to just play this, even though I didn't really want to play any other games. Uh, last night, Noops, Andrew Heaney of the Texas Rangers tied the AL record for most consecutive strikeouts in a game with nine against the Kansas City Royals. And how much better do things get for the Kansas City Royals tonight, Noops? They get to face Jacob DeGrom. And I know That's DeGrom struggled in his first start, didn't look overly dominant in his last game, but the Royals have 102 strikeouts this season already as a team that's the third most behind the Giants and the Braves. They also have the third fewest runs, whereas the Braves and Giants are 11th and 14th in scoring. So those are teams that are big risk, big reward teams. The Royals offense just absolutely stinks. So uh, this is the same game parlay at FanDuel. Rangers to win tonight and Jacob deGrom, nine plus strikeouts at plus 103. That's an alt total. You can just play his regular total of nine and a half. I just wanted to not get hit by an underwear if he just finishes on nine. So Rangers win plus Jacob DeGrom, 9K strikeouts against the Kansas City Royals tonight, plus 103 over at FanDuel. And that is all of the baseball that I can stomach to bet on a day where there's not a whole lot else to bet on. Two basketball games tonight. we got a little Champions League. So yeah. it's high quality, yeah. lower volume, high lower quality. Volume, yeah, I mean. We'll, we'll see what happens in those three. I mean, three o'clock Eastern for the Champions League games. Grab some dinner, settle in to watch some NBA. I think there is one day. I think there might be one day baseball game today, but I might have just completely made that up also. So and then we'll just be following the Cubs game to see if my guy Ty France can uh, go deep and, and get us some home runs and at least just hit a bunch of home runs combined. So we get we get there.
I like this. Uh, I'm a big fan of Dinger Tuesday. We are instituting Dinger Tuesday going forward. Yeah. Alert Matt wherever he is. Dinger Tuesday until FanDuel stops doing this. This is actually a lot of fun. I like this. Yeah. I think this is the second year. They, I think they did this last year, too. I think this is things that, like, DJs really enjoy betting. So um, I don't think they're going to stop. Do we have Dayball today, too? Do we? Is there a, a Dayball bet this? Oh, man. Let's see. Yeah. Who do we have today? Let's. This is, this is no, great. Right? It's all regular time. Oh, well. Oh. Boo. I was going to say, if we had a day game today, uh, 6-10 Yankees-Guardians, yuck, is the first game today. I'm going to go see the Yankees on Saturday, noobs. They're playing the Twins. Yeah, my one of my best friends from college is flying up to New York for the weekend, and he's like, I'm going to all the Yankees-Twins games. You want to come down and meet me? And I was like, sure, we'll go to the Yankees game. Like, that's fine. It's going to be a nice weekend up here. I mean, it's going to be super hot up here in Connecticut. I'm sure it'll be the same thing down there in Philly this week. Um, Great weather. So, you know, hey, maybe go outside a little bit. That's also a possibility. Who wants to do that? I like it. All right, everybody. I think that's all we got. Covered a whole bunch again. No tennis. Maybe tennis tomorrow. Fingers crossed. They keep doing this thing where they announce the matches an hour before and they're all happening right now. So <laughs> fingers crossed. Maybe tennis tomorrow, everybody. Andy will be back. All sorts of great stuff. See you for hump day.